Media Podcast. Well, Dennis, I cannot thank you enough for putting me up in your cave. I genuinely thought Robert Mueller was going to catch me. Ugh. But at least uh, Michael Cohen's going to jail for everything I did, so... But all ended well for me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. You go off and do your bear things. I'm going to catch up on some reading on my Kindle reader. Catch up on the news. No, thank you. Uh, yes. Ah. Uh, ah. Mm. Bitcoin. Mm. Mm. The hell is the Green Party? Green New Deal. What the? Dennis! Did you know that there's more than one political party in America? There's multiples, you say? Five core ones, you say? Hmm. More than just the GOP and the Democrats. Green Party, Libert... What? Libertarian and... Constitution. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Does everybody know about this? Not a lot of people, you say. Hmm. Well, I, I need to tell these people. I need to tell... America. Ah, it's good to be back! America, it's me, Thebediah A. Stard, aka the Bastard, aka the embodiment of and only hope for America. And welcome to season four of America, the podcast. That's right. I am now screaming my very important words directly into your face as well as your ears. So, if you are still listening to our show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever the hell else is out there now, then bully for you. But might I suggest that you also watch my very beautiful face scream my very important words into your very beautiful face on our YouTube and Funnier Die channels. The links are in the description of this podcast and the videos as well. So, what are we going to be talking about this season, you might be asking? Well, first, I would say, hold your horses. I'll get there. Jesus, you're impatient. Second, we are going to be discussing the political parties of America, starting with the Green Party, then the Libertarian Party then the Constitution Party, then the Democrats, and then the infamous GOP, my former party, and long-lost lover. Anyways, so, we will get there after this commercial break. Uh, what are you doing? I think that went well. You're not done. What? The commercial's not till later, dude. Well, are you going to cut this out? Uh, You're not going to, are you? Just... Keep going. Alright, fine. The Green Party. The Green Party of the United States, or GPUS, which sounds like the name of a bad SoundCloud rapper, so let's just stick with the Green Party on this one, was technically formed in 2001. I say technically because it, like most political parties in this country, has existed in a few different forms. Going back to 1984, when Ronald Reagan and cocaine were king, a loose coalition of green groups was formed that later, in 1991, went on to form Gigi Pusa, which sounds like the name of a worse SoundCloud rapper, but translates to the Greens slash the Green Party of the United States of America. Why they needed the slash is beyond me. Later, in 1996, the Association of State Green Parties was formed, overshadowing the original group, 
and then later forming what we know today as Jeepus. You know, I'm starting to like that name. If that is a real rapper, I want them on this show. Anyways, we've talked about their history briefly just now. So who has led these individuals, these green-minded folks? Who has been their warrior in the battle of electoral fisticuffs in the past? Well, let's talk. So, first up, we have American lawyer, activist, and Al Gore's waking nightmare, Ralph Nader. Now, you may remember Ralph Nader as the person who quote-unquote spoiled the election for the Democrats in the year 2000, allowing George W. Bush to win the election by losing the popular vote and winning the Electoral College. Hmm. Sounds vaguely familiar. Anyways, whether or not Ralph Nader spoiled the election for the Democrats is debatable. However, in the words of most of the Green Party members, if the Democrats could not win the hearts of the people that voted Green, then they did not deserve the votes at all. That or Roger Stone helped organize a massive campaign to help George W. Bush win. Again, debatable. Moving on. Then, in 2004, the Green Party put forth activist and man asking the kids if pizza sounds good for dinner, David Cobb. After that, in 2008, former House of Representatives member from Georgia's 4th District and woman with impeccable jacket taste, Cynthia McKinney, took the stage as the nominee. Then, in 2012, and then again in 2016, the Green Party decided to go with medical doctor and former lead singer of Somebody's Sister, Jill Stein, seen here eating dinner with Vladimir Putin and Michael Flynn. So... There's that, I guess. Anyways, that's who led the party. Now, who will be taking them into the future? So, who's currently running in the Green Party's 2020 presidential primary? Well, for starters, we have People's National Convention organizer and woman whose name admittedly took me about 48 takes to pronounce correctly, Sadanam Kanamo, Christian Moyawasetsa Curry. And my apologies if I still mispronounce that, and best of luck to you in the election, ma'am. Next, we have Army veteran and man trying to figure out what that smell is, Dennis Lambert, followed by Roland Aranjo, self-help author and man without a usable image. As for people with usable images, we have Dario Hunter, American lawyer and man trying to figure out where the hell his waiter is with his drink, followed by chin-beard enthusiast and former gubernatorial candidate, Ian Schlackman. However, none of them pale in comparison to the likely frontrunner in this Green Party presidential race. I am, of course, speaking of former Marine and man whose name sounds like he sells certified pre-owned Hondas, Howie Hawkins. So, while there are currently several members of the Green Party holding local offices around the country, according to our research, there are currently none holding state or federal. In fact, Cynthia McKinney is the only person out of any of the presidential candidates mentioned so far that has ever held higher office. Now, can that change? Can the Green Party be elected to state and federal offices? Well, yes. But that is up to you, the voter, and hopefully you can make that informed decision by the end of this episode. For now, we need to check in with our field correspondents. That's right. I now have hired the best women and men in the news industry to investigate the single most important question in this country. Where is Tiffany Trump? I haven't seen her. Have you? I know the Trumps personally, and I haven't seen Tiffany in like two years. That said, let's check in with our senior Tiffany correspondent and woman Janine Pirro wishes she could be, Michaela Devereaux. Michaela, have you seen anything? Hi, Feb. I'm here at an abandoned construction site looking for Tiffany. No sign of her yet, uh, but maybe we'll get some uh, luck here. Let's keep looking. All right, nothing 
Oh, wait, I think I see something. Oh, nope, just a gopher. All right, nothing yet. Back to you, Theb. Riveting reporting, Michaela. Keep me posted. Now, we need to have a word from our sponsors so that I can stay rich. We'll be right back with America the Podcast after these messages. Stay tuned. It's America the Podcast. Hello everyone, Tim from Shway Media here, letting you know that today's episode is brought to you by Weebly. Don't know what Weebly is yet? Well, I will tell you. Weebly is a web hosting platform unlike any other. Not only is it affordable and easy to use and fun to use, you also have unlimited bandwidth when it comes to uploading audio and video. Running a business such as, say, a podcast network is hard work. And I cannot recommend Weebly enough, especially because it's the platform that we run Shway Media through. That's right, all of your favorite Shway Media shows in one way or another come through a Weebly website. And you can help out Shway Media today by signing up through the link in the description. You have a business that you want to run. Hell, do you want to start a podcast network or just your own podcast? Weebly is the place for you to do it. And you can sign up today with the link in the description. You will help us out and help yourself out by doing so. If you're not too great at web design and are worried, well, will my website look good? Weebly's got you covered. They have tons of great professionally designed templates to get your website started today and looking great while you're doing it. So head to the link in the description, click that, sign up for Weebly today, help Shway Media out, help yourself out, get your business, get your dreams started, and share the love. For more information, head over to shwaymedia.com or weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. And now, back to the show. It's America, the podcast. Hello, America, and welcome back to America, the podcast, the show. Now, we've been discussing the Green Party. A party that's gained many celebrity endorsements such as Vigo Mortensen, Susan Sarandon, and Cory Booker's girlfriend and night nurse to many in Hell's Kitchen, Rosario Dawson. Hmm. I would have pegged Aragorn as a libertarian. Anyways, we've discussed their history, who's led the party, and who seeks to be their champion. But what do they believe? What are their domestic and foreign policies? Well, if you'll stop asking so many damn questions, I'll tell you. You may have heard of the Green New Deal, something made popular by, or stolen by, if you're one of the more bitter members of the Green Party, Democratic Socialist Congresswoman and Republican Boogeywoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, seen here laughing in the face of the patriarchy. The Green New Deal was something I originally thought was invented to make our money greener. You know how it's all kind of beige now? Well, it turns out I was half right. Well, the money will still be the same color, regardless of my many complaints filed with the Treasury Department. How money is made will seek to keep our planet greener. Although I always thought the Earth was blue from the outside, but who knows. <laughs> uh, millennials. Always trying to disrupt everything. But it turns out they're actually well within their right to be scared this time. Please allow me to explain. The Earth is dying! We're all gonna die! <laughs> Just kidding. Well, not really. You all are going to die. I am not. 
Aside from being a demigod, I also have several bunkers all interconnected by a hyperloop that Elon Musk gave me. What the hell? And yes, Tim, you can go for a ride in it. Dope. So my producer Tim, still here, still whiny as ever. Anywho, with this Green New Deal, the good people at Jeepus want to help the Earth stop all that dying business. To do so, they aim to do things like... Invest in green business by providing grants and low-interest loans to grow green businesses and cooperatives with an emphasis on small, locally-based companies. Move to 100% clean energy by 2030 by prioritizing green research and redirecting research funds from fossil fuels toward research in wind, solar, and geothermal energies. Enacting a full employment program in those sustainable energy fields. Invest in mass transit as well as complete streets that promote safe bike and pedestrian traffic. Reliance on regional food systems based on sustainable organic agriculture and clean manufacturing. And finally, an economic bill of rights made popular by my dear old friend Franklin Delano Roosevelt, which guarantees a right to a job, education, housing, living wage, and health care. Fascinating. But is it realistic? Well, arguably yes and arguably no. Some could say that acceptance of the Green New Deal depends on whether or not you care more about your taxes than you do your fellow Americans and the planet Earth. Others could say the acceptance of the deal depends on whether or not you think it's just a bunch of socialists overreaching to give lazy people free money. No matter which side of the argument you fall on, there are a few things to consider. The negative. So, what are the negatives? Well, simply put, people would lose their jobs. Fun fact. There are people out there who actually work real jobs and aren't multi-billionaires like me. Completely blew my mind when I found that out. <clears throat> Anywho. Some could say that the supporters of the Green New Deal often forget about those working in the fossil fuel industries that need to be retrained. The fact that some Americans can simply not afford to start a new career late in life is often lost on supporters of the Green New Deal. It's not that those hardworking people cannot be retrained, but it would simply be hard to adapt. But... There is a positive. The positive. With the implementation of the Economic Bill of Rights, every citizen would have the right to a job with a living wage as well as housing and health care. While yes, taxes would increase, a thought that sends me into a literal terror fit. The taxes would, admittedly, even out over time, thereby improving human quality of life in the country as well as the global and most importantly, American economies as a whole. So, that's the Green Party's domestic policy. Riveting stuff, I know. But how do they plan on working with our friends as well as our enemies around the world? Well, let's take a look at their foreign policy. If the Green Party is elected to the presidency, their foreign policy would be one of peace first. Meaning, not doing business with countries that are actively at war. Disarming our nuclear weapons, as well as calling for a complete nuclear arms abolition across the globe. Helping other countries develop their own Green New Deal. Opening our borders between Mexico and Canada. Legalizing cannabis and decriminalizing other drugs effectively ending the international drug trade. As well as action against white nationalists and other hate groups. While all of those talking points might sound like lyrics from a Beatles song, there are the positives and negatives to consider. And in true pundit fashion, I will do the negatives first. The negative. Well, to be frank, there's no guarantee that the rest of the world will go along with it. It all counts on them not calling our bluff. Especially now that China, known for doing its beautiful dance between communism and capitalism and, uh, 
<clears throat> authoritarianism, is quickly becoming the most powerful and influential economy on the planet. The positive. Their foreign policy would theoretically bring an end to war and put our country as well as others on a path to world peace. Theoretically. Something to think about no matter which side of the argument you are on. For now, we need to check in with one of our other field correspondents in a second installment of Tiffany Watch. Joining us now is Chief Animal Correspondent, longtime friend of the show, and my personal dog, America the Dog. ATD, what do you got? Hi, Theb. I seem to have wandered into the neighbor's garage, and I'm scared and want to come home. I told you, you can come home when you found Tiffany. But I don't know who Tiffany is, and I'm scared and I need a belly rub. All right, fine. Come on home for belly rubs. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. It's America, the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bruce and the Boys. So, what's your favorite American football team? Did you say the Dallas Cowboys? If you didn't, you're wrong. And if you're still saying, well, Tim, no, they're not my favorite team, well, let me recommend that you listen to the Bruise and the Boys podcast with Michael Sizemore and Tom Ryle of Blogging the Boys so that they can prove to you that your favorite team is indeed the Dallas Cowboys. Bruise and the Boys is your friendly neighborhood podcast that's a lot like going down to your friendly neighborhood bar and watching and talking about the game with your friends. Every week, Michael and Tom give an in-depth analysis about what the Cowboys have done, what they're doing, their player stats, player analysis, everything under the sun that you need to know about the Dallas Cowboys you can find from Michael Seifer and Tom Ryle every week on the Bruise and the Boys podcast on Blogging the Boys and the Vox Media Podcast Network. For more information and episodes, head on over to bruiseandtheboys.com. And now, back to the show. It's America, the podcast! And we're back. Well, we've discussed who are the champions of the Green Party as well as their beliefs. So, now that we have absorbed all that information, it's time to ask ourselves two simple questions. If you believe those leading the Green Party, such as Howie Hawkins, can also lead our country as well as the rest of the world into an age of peace and prosperity, then the Green Party is for you. If you believe that your tax dollars should go towards creating programs to help those less fortunate get jobs, health care, and housing, then the Green Party is for you. If you believe that moving towards more renewable energies is the only way to keep the Earth from having a conniption fit and killing all of you, then the Green Party is for you. Alternatively... If you think that our current economic system is fine and don't want your tax dollars going towards funding programs that provide what some might call government handouts, then the Green Party is yours to avoid. If you think that their leadership lacks experience, then by all means, avoid the Green Party. If you think that global warming is over-exaggerated and you don't want your tax dollars going towards quelling that alleged Chinese hoax, well, then avoid the Green Party, yo. If you think that every American should pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get a job just like you, then the Green Party is not your political cup of tea. That said, I want to leave you with a reality check. Reality check. The Earth is getting hotter and global warming is not a hoax. It is happening now, it is happening fast, and needs to be dealt with immediately. 
it is going to be hard, not to mention expensive, to implement something like the Green New Deal, as well as extremely difficult for the conservative side of this country to accept and pass. Something that the left-leaning folks often disregard and scoff at. Something that those folks should not do. When implementing change, one must always consider how that change will affect those positively and negatively. If we don't, we will end up a more divided country than ever. Something to consider when at the ballot box in November 2020. That said, my name is Theb A. Stard, a.k.a. The Bastard, a.k.a. The Embodiment of and Only Hope for America. Wishing you a good night and a good fight. God bless America and God bless you. I will see you next time on It's America, the podcast. America, the podcast was created and is produced by Shway Media. The show is hosted by Thebadias A. Stard, a.k.a. The Bastard, a.k.a. The Embodiment of and Only Hope for America. Hey, that's me. The show is edited by Tim Philippi. All music for the show is by Timmy Two-Step and Shweezy. America the Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Shway Media, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show's social media links are in the description to this episode, along with our Bigly sponsors. All of our research for the show can be found on our website. For more information, visit AmericaThePodcast.com. <laughs>